partnership between News Source One Michiana and Roaring Light Radio. Welcome to Roaring Light, your daily dose of Michiana community news and independent Christian artist music to get you going through the day. Roaring Light hosts are myself, Olivia Keith Hughes, Sylvia Stark, Rachel Kleckner, Pastor Joel Irvin, and Ron Barash. The Public News Service Daily Newscast, October the 6th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Instances of voter fraud are few and far between, but Ohio election officials want to ensure voters have confidence in the integrity of the system. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose is launching a new public integrity division to consolidate the office's current investigative work into campaign finance, voter registration, election law, and cybersecurity irregularities. LaRose explains that his office lacks a dedicated team of professional investigators, and those tasks often fall upon local county boards of election. Elections administrator is responsible for training poll workers and arranging voting locations and mailing out absentee ballots could tomorrow be asked to put on the investigator's hat and do an investigation. Naturally, that's not their skill set and it's not what they're trained to do. 31 contests in Ohio have ended in ties since 2020, with many others decided by a single vote. LaRose says strengthening investigative capabilities will give voters greater confidence that the election system is secure. The Secretary of State's office has referred more than six dozen potential voter fraud cases this year to local prosecutors. Democrats have criticized Republican LaRose for, quote, wasting taxpayer dollars on a problem that doesn't exist, end quote. Mary Sherman reporting. A new report of black students in the community college system finds fewer are signing up to attend two-year schools and enrollment downturn that's been even sharper in the pandemic. One Tennessee school is taking steps to change that. At Nashville State Community College, President Dr. Shauna Jackson says the two-year school has seen lower enrollment, particularly among black male students. She says they're working to form strategic partnerships with Metro schools grades K through 12 as part of the Better Together and Greater Together programs in Clarksville to help attract black students to the college and are seeing results. For this fall, Nashville State was actually up in black students overall. Modest, but still increase. Black men, uh, we saw a much more um, significant gain in our first-time undergraduate students. We were at 14% bigger. Still small numbers, but we'll take it as a win because we have more black males now than we had in 2020. For Public News Service, I'm Danielle Smith. The Washington Post reports Ian is probably Florida's deadliest hurricane since 1935 and most victims drowned. The Post reports that stories of death emerged from the destruction in southwest Florida. President Biden, Florida Governor DeSantis, and local authorities have clashed over Ian's casualty toll. The Lee County Sheriff told Good Morning America that deaths could range into the hundreds. Biden warned that Ian could be the deadliest hurricane in Florida history. This is PNS. Community members in Northwest Washington are gathering support for an immigration resource center. More on that from Eric Tegadoff. In September, Democrats in Whatcom County unanimously passed a resolution backing the establishment of an immigrant resource center in Bellingham. The campaign is coming in the lead-up to Bellingham Mayor Seth Fleetwood's budget unveiling on October 24th. 
Australia Tabone is a member of the City of Bellingham's Immigrant Advisory Board. She says a physical space for people to gather is important for the community's large immigrant population. Our board has done research with community, with community input regarding this idea that immigrants contribute in many different ways, not just financial, but also culturally and also disproportionately impacted by a lot of the stressors going on in our communities with the immigration system. One in 10 residents of Whatcom County was born outside the U.S. That's about 24,000 people, but only about half are naturalized citizens. As South Dakota voters prepare to consider a proposed Medicaid expansion, emergency research suggests giving these programs a bigger reach can lead to reduced rates of child maltreatment. Through a CDC grant, the findings were compiled by researchers at the Moore Center for the Prevention of Child Sexual Abuse. Center Director Elizabeth Letourneau says they looked at data in states that have already expanded their programs compared to states that haven't. She says on average they found a 13 to 16 percent reduction in child neglect rates in expansion states. And financial instability is perhaps the most serious risk factor for neglect of children. And so there's less medical debt. There's less, you know, trying to figure out. Do I buy this prescription medicine or do I put food on the table for my family? With the exception of Wyoming, all the states that border South Dakota have expanded Medicaid. Finally, Edwin Javier lets us know offshore wind is becoming an increasingly popular way for coastal communities to hit their carbon-neutral goals. According to a report from the U.S. Department of Energy, state policies could procure more than 39,000 megawatts of offshore wind by 2040. Because of this demand, more than 340 elected officials are asking the federal government to increase national offshore wind goals and accelerate the permitting process. Some cities are also looking to the lucrative wind turbine manufacturing business as a way to recoup some lost industry. Mary Lupian with the Rochester City Council feels this could be a match for Western New York. Industry has left. We used to be a huge manufacturing city and we still have many of the bones of factories and industrial areas that could be built back up to support this industry. This is by Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported on our radio stations Big and Small, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Happy Thursday. This is Keith in for Olivia for Roaring Light, a combination of the great music that we feature on Roaring Light Radio with the great community news on News Source 1 Michiana. Hey, we got a big, big show for you today. We're going to be featuring my interview that I had yesterday with Meredith Scholler. Uh, she has a podcast out. She has a brand new book out. And just an amazing story of how the Lord brought her out of addiction and into the light and and has shown her uh, ministries that she didn't think that she was going to be doing. And uh, so get ready. We got that uh, coming up. Uh, But first, let's go ahead and go to Russell for the weather and then get on with the tunes that you so love here on this podcast of Roaring Light. And this is one of those episodes that you just want to get out and share on social media. So uh, let's turn over to Russell for the weather and get on with the music. Thursday. A chance of sprinkles before 3 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly after 5 p.m., partly sunny, with a high near 72. Southwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. 
chance of precipitation is 30%, Thursday night. A chance of showers before 8pm, then a chance of sprinkles between 8pm and 2am, mostly cloudy, with a low around 41. North wind 10 to 15 mph, with gusts as high as 25 mph. Chance of precipitation is 30%. Friday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 53. North wind around 10 mph, with gusts as high as 20 mph. Friday night. Partly cloudy, with a low around 37. North wind around 5 mph becoming calm in the evening. Saturday. Areas of frost before 9am, otherwise, sunny, with a high near 56. Somehow I'm back here again in the place where I need a hand or just to sit quiet while you speak I wonder when I will be free of all the things to pull at me and make me wonder if I'm unique It's not easy for me to let go It's not easy, but you take me and you show I'm your child The one you died to save I'm your child I'm the reason that you came The one you strive for Nothing I have earned in this life can Put me in a place that's right Or make it easier to believe Somehow here in your love I find I'm
Looking for a very warm and friendly church to attend? Come to Elkhart Bethel UMC at Michigan and Simonton Streets. Sunday hymns worship is at 9 a.m. followed by Cookie Fellowship and Sunday School. Here is some October blessings. Be present. Let the day flow with grace. Expect joy and be positive. Serve with compassion. Speak only kindness. Impart only love. Never forget that you are not alone. Give thanks for everything. See goodness in others. And that is brought to you by Mary Davis. You can find more of these blessings on everydayspirit.net. Another fun event that you can do is the Larry Neff Center for Connection. Invites you to Trick or Treat on Thursday, October 20th from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. There will be a candy decorated table with a Halloween basket rifle. Join them for a community resource fair. 
This is a great opportunity for you and your loved ones to find out what resources or programs are within our community. And you can bring the kids for an early trick-or-treating. They will be located at 3808 East Mishawaka Road in Elker, Indiana. You can contact Kimberly Lopez at 574-875-5068. Or you can email her at klopez at goodwillni.org. Hope you enjoy the Community Resource Fair along at alongside early trick-or-treating for the kids. Fulton County, are you looking for something fun to do this fall season? You can attend the 17th Annual Haunted Woods Trail, which will happen only on October 21st, through 22nd and October 28th through 29th. The tours will begin at 7.30 until they are finished. It will cost $8 for a, anyone ages 12 and up, $3 for children ages 6 to 11, and $5 free for children 5 and under. And this will be located at the Fulton County Museum grounds which is about four miles north of Rochester, Indiana. For more information, you can call 574-223-4436, or you can head over to the website at www.fultoncountyhistory.org. Children under 15 must be occupied by an adult, and it will take approximately one hour waiting to be expected. They will also have food for sale, and it will be fun for the whole entire family. Coming up on Friday's Roaring Light podcast, the area band for all generations are our Christian Musician Spotlight Band of the Week. Sylvia has fresh Michiana community news and a fresh devotional. We have your chilly weekend weather forecast too. Get ready.
boots He was six foot tall and bulletproof Wasn't nothing that man could not do When he wore these boots When he wore these boots I knew another's life was gonna change Another life would be okay When he wore these boots He was my dad He was your son He was our grandpa He was the one The man who did what most men couldn't do promise to protect us, to provide and to direct us, when he wore these boots, when he wore these boots, he knew the meaning of real sacrifice, to love is to lay down your life, when he wore these boots, he was my dad. He was your son He was our grandpa He was the one The man who did what most men couldn't do When he wore these boots He's the soldier, the fireman The policeman on the streets the businessman, the farmer, who works until he bleeds. He's the preacher, the teacher, who stands for what is right. He's a man, he's a dad, he's a hero, and he gave his life in these boots. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Some scientists predict a COVID-19 winter wave as variants emerge and immunity wanes. Carrie Henning-Smith at the University of Minnesota says it's a particular concern for rural Americans. Less than a third opted for a booster. Both the original COVID vaccine series and the rates of uptake of boosters make it even worse for rural residents and make mortality rates even higher. Overall, death rates from all causes in rural counties are 36% higher than urban areas. 
Henning Smith says there are many reasons for this, including pre-existing conditions and the gap in broadband access. Most education about boosters occurred online, and for those without internet, many remained unaware of their options. Rural areas have a variety of other risk factors that make mortality more likely, and those include older age structure, reduced access to health care, and more underlying health conditions. For those who can work anywhere, small towns that tell their story well have an edge in attracting newcomers. Xander Brown has more. It takes more than a logo and a slogan to attract virtual workers to rural communities. Will Ketchum, president of North Star Place Branding and Marketing, says it's about telling a story that emphasizes the uniqueness of their town. Smaller rural communities have to fight harder for their share of the pie. In addition to attracting new residents, Ketchum believes community branding helps strengthen the morale and pride of those who already live there. And that spirit resonates. People are looking for something more meaningful, something bigger to life than, you know, the hamster wheel every day in the big city. I'm Xander Brown. Crystal Cornelius is this year's winner of the Heinz Award for the Economy that comes with $250,000 in unrestricted funds. A member of the Oneida Nation of Wisconsin, as well as the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa Indians, Cornelius works in North Dakota as a tribal planner who writes grants, finds, and distributes resources for everything from nursing homes to wind energy development. I feel very, very honored to be able to help hundreds of Native communities, either with capital or technical assistance, to change the economic landscape of their respective communities. As the country transitions to cleaner energy sources, a Native tribe from Washington State has brought a cultural icon to Washington, D.C. to call for environmental justice, a totem pole from the Lummi Nation. Douglas James is with Lummi Nation's House of Tears Carvers. It's going to take every one of us, everybody that's living and breathing upon this planet, to try and do the best that we can to stand and uh, make a difference. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Ross Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. The pastor of a Texas church where a gunman killed 26 people in 2017 is retiring. This is Truth Itself. Frank Pomeroy was hunting in the wet and cold Alaskan bush when the Lord gave him his final sermon as senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs. Considering the grizzlies, black bear, wolves, and rain, Pomeroy suspected the message would somehow encompass creation. Pomeroy told the Baptist press, But God kept bringing me back to, this was an opportunity for me to share what's important for the church to continue on. And that's when he led me to Paul's letter to Ephesus, Acts 20, and we just went from there. Pomeroy's consistent message, despite extreme hardship, love never fails, evil does not win. Pomeroy and his wife Sherry have sold their home to their youngest son Corey and daughter-in-law Ashley, downsized their belongings to a camper trailer, and are planning a brief road trip before returning to Texas, perhaps for a campground ministry, but he's not certain yet of God's plan. Their 14-year-old daughter Annabelle was among those killed when Devin Kelly walked into the church and began shooting indiscriminately in what remains the deadliest mass shooting in Texas history. Kelly fled the scene and shot himself to death. Pomeroy encouraged the church to embrace humility, which goes beyond individual pain. He said the church survived the tragedy by choosing victory. The church has demolished the building where the shootings occurred and has preserved an open-air memorial to those killed.
Timothy Kroll from the Helios Projects says we've been called to train 3,000 untrained pastors around the world who have absolutely no Bible or theology training due to the fact they can't afford it. He said so far we have less than 1,000 who are waiting for training yet this year. Pray that we reach this goal. At trainapastor.com, $150 trains three pastors. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, remembering Sachin Littlefeather, who died this week at the age of 75. If the name does not ring a bell, then perhaps it should. A Native American actress, she won worldwide recognition when she made an appearance at the Oscars in 1973. Marlon Brando had won the award for Best Actor, but he asked her to go in his place and decline the honour to protest against Hollywood's portrayal of Native Americans. It was a stunning cultural moment with some big Hollywood stars in the wings, furious at Little Feather's presence. I went up there like a proud Indian woman with courage, with grace and with humility. She recalled that night in an appearance at the Academy Museum just a month ago. There was some commotion behind the stage, but it was... Big John Wayne getting ready to assault me. And he had to be held back by six security men to prevent him from doing so. When I left that stage, I just kept walking in dignity. It took until June of this year for her to win an apology from the Academy. She continued her activism on behalf of Native Americans until her death from cancer earlier this week in California. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. And welcome back to the special episode of Roaring Light for your Thursday, October the 6th. 2022. We are going to be featuring next my interview that I had Wednesday afternoon with Meredith Scholler. Uh, She has such an amazing, inspiring story to give and testimony. And so uh, when we come back after this message from the Ad Council, we're going to be hearing my interview with Meredith. So get ready for that and Be blessed by what she has to say and uh, also lift her up in prayer. So get ready. She's coming up after this message. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) Just a little heads up before something bad happens. Move your coffee cup away from your computer. Oh, no, 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 no. So you can have more control. Stop. You're texting your boss by mistake. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Warning, the cap is loose on that catch-up. Ugh. Don't wait. You have the power to change the outcome. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hello, good afternoon. Is this Meredith? This is Meredith. Hi, how are you doing this afternoon? 
Good. How are you, Keith? I am doing just fine, and welcome to Roaring Light. Uh, okay. We have Meredith Schuler. I hope I pronounced the last name correctly, uh, on the line with us for sharing an amazing testimony. And if you got a chance to listen to uh, WNDU uh, television on Sunday mornings about two weeks ago and three weeks ago, or listen to uh, Michiana 101 um, with Sylvia Stark, you got a chance to hear um, on TV and see it, um, her story. But we're bringing her on for Roaring Light to share it with you. And uh, you have had an amazing um amazing history and i'd like to have you share your uh, testimony with our listeners today i'd love to um i uh where do you want me to start do you want me to start with when i wrote my book or back when i got saved the lord brought me in recovery oh let's talk about the salvation part that's very important to folks yes it is um i actually grew up um, in the Catholic Church, so I knew faith and went to church every Sunday, but I really um, was saved, and I was in grad school at Notre Dame. Um, I, had okay. been, I had just been through a career, actually, I went to Notre Dame undergrad, and just had been through a career at the White House, of places, which kind of, oh, wow. me, kind of me into all sorts of addictions. And um, I would say the Lord pulled me out of Washington. He pulled me out of the pit and set my feet on a rock. And it really was to me the Midwest. Um, I was sitting out here in grad school and I just was this, I talked about it yesterday. It was like the ferociousness. It was like the enemy trying to get me to crave everything. The food, the alcohol, all these things that I was addicted to. One day, the Lord would, I just realized, I'm like, this isn't working anymore. And the just literally my apartment he just entered my heart and was like i have always been here i love you i forgive you and i want to guide you uh that's awesome yeah, so where did awesome. that where did that occur where, where were you at at a church or oh, i was in my apartment oak hill condominiums in south indiana <laughs> oh awesome of all places you just you just you never know what he's gonna do it but that was the moment and never Ever since then, he has just had that right hand next to me carrying me, you know. So that's that's just incredible. And and you said you were going to grad school at Notre Dame yes. at the time. What were you going for for uh, for a degree or major? Here's, this was I was going for a degree in nonprofit business management. So basically, business degree mm -hmm. in nonprofits. Because the ego in me before I got saved wanted to build create this massive nonprofit on obesity issues because it was oh, one wow. thing I struggled with and the Lord just really humbled me. And um, you know, I don't know if it's good I'm end up creating one someday, but he really kind of put me into recovery and made me a writer. Really I saw his gift he put in me and um that's been really where I've been. So it's just he was like, Oh this is your plan. Well we're gonna make a shift and we're gonna do my plan. That that's just amazing. You never know how the good Lord is definitely going to be uh, uh, working. I know He's called me into doing uh, evangelism through music and then filling in for pastors and stuff like that. And I still haven't quite seen the the, the finished product, but you never you never know what what it's going to be. Nope. Um. So tell us about your writings. 
how long you've been doing it and, and, and some of the books that you've done? Um, I'm, a little, I'm one of those people who had a teacher, I think, in the third grade. I wrote, I wrote a little, um, I guess, about growing up between two worlds for my parents' divorce. And I remember the teacher saying to me, you have a gift. And I okay, whatever. And, you know, you're not supposed to do writing. I just, it was, you're, I come from a driven family. And you're not supposed to do that. And uh, so I just kind of dumped it down. And as soon as I got in recovery, or again, the words just started to flow. Um, and that is when um, I decided about a year into the recovery that I needed to write a book. And it was called Healthy Voice Life Beyond Weight. And okay. uh, really a story of my early journey. It was from starting from childhood until getting to recovery in the first three years and my dad in the third year and how it really all brought me to the Lord. Wow. Healthy voice was the concept I think the Lord gave me. And over time, deeper I've gotten him, I have seen it is absolutely the Holy Spirit. And it's how the Holy Spirit has me in my life. But healthy voice was like this little seedy planet so I could listen to a still small voice. So healthy mm -hmm. voice book and this book that I just released is How to Love Your Food and Weight Obsession, a guide for the woman who wants more for her life. And it really just, you know, the, the general meat, the industry, the food industry, no ever is going to point to the spiritual transformation that you need in this area. You need God. It's always going to be behavior modification. And so, I mean, I was, uh, he, I had, he gave me four verses about permission, freedom. It was like, you giving yourself permission to do something that's not going to make you free. I make you free, not the food that you want to eat. I ended up writing a book about it. <laughs> So, uh -huh. uh, I he really prompted in my heart, like other people that need to know this. Other people need to be pointed to me in this area of their life, so I can guide them instead of them being it all on willpower. All right, and so the your new book. When did it come out? Uh, September sixth. Okay, September the sixth of this year. Yes. All right. And so for folks, uh, give them some of the main points that they can find in, in the book. With, you know, we don't want cliff notes, but no. give us some of the main points that they could take home with and, you know, hey, I want to check this thing out. Well, um, it's really about noticing that God is this with you, even though the world has, like, you know, the enemy has made you never want to see that um, God's in it. He's always wanted to make you beat yourself up about your weight. So I really help people see, you know, wait a minute, you've been under attack on this. You need to do something about it. And I help people dig in. Why have I been doing this? How can I, how, how can the Lord help me with this? And then I give them tools to walk through it. You know, how do I surrender my food and my obsession with the weight to God? And how do I basically give him the food? Because that's what we do. We obsess about it. And then mm -hmm. how do I, when you put that, it's like addiction, you know, I'm a recovering addict. And when you put down the substance you've been using, that then God starts to flow into your life. So that is how I help. Like, okay, now that you, like, the Lord looks on your heart. So now, why don't you let him work on your heart? Now that you put that, let him work on your heart. And that's where the true healing comes. So. Amen to that. So you also, through all this journey, uh, 
became a podcaster. I did. I did. Um, what's funny is I guess I, I actually, I worked, this is crazy, but um, I trained as a coach and I worked for Curves International, which at the time was uh, the CEO was a very strong Christian. And uh, he said to me, I want you to do a behavior modification curriculum for every all of my members. Um, I want you to bring your relationship and do it. So I just I re- got to read thousands of women all over the world with it. Through the short videos, all these women would say, I feel like I know you. I feel like you were talking to me. And when that, he, he sold it out to the company, like Naked Juice or something. And I realized that this is something I need to keep doing. It's just not happening in the context of the diet industry. And so uh-huh. I have been doing it for probably eight or nine years. I've been doing these kind of devotional videos as I've gone into the word. And then around COVID, just, I just was like, needs to be a cop podcast so it's two with Meredith and I have okay 100 videos on my YouTube page which is guiding God's daughters and I have about 50 since COVID under tuning with Meredith so recently I have a passion for ministering to the next generation helping them see you know how important it is to have a relationship with the Lord in this crazy world praise God I, in that I kept hearing guiding I kept hearing guiding God daughters i just I, he wouldn't let he wouldn't let me let it go um so the topic the we changed the name god's daughter get real and go deep because he does he doesn't he doesn't stay on the surface what does he do he looks at our hearts so i want so what i do in my podcast is help people see I get through the crazy in life and hey this is what the world's going to teach you but this is what the lord's going to teach why don't you mm-hmm. what the lord wants to teach you exactly <laughs> so that's how i got that and uh, I mean, this week today I just recorded one. Uh, you know, sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees, but God can. It's but the world can't teach you that. So I am like the mm-hmm. counterculture podcaster. <laughs> so and, yeah. and who are you using for a provider? Anchor or are you using yeah. Spotify or actually using Anchor? And it's okay. It's on Spotify. And it's on Apple. I also record as a video, so it's on YouTube as well. So, oh, neat. Yeah. And I know we've been using Anchor for quite some time. And uh, Sylvia and Rachel um, have used have used the uh, the account uh, of mine because we're all under New Source One Michiana. And uh, what are some of the neat things that you've learned through using Anchor? Um, and then what are some of the neat things that you've done or learned as a podcaster? Well, using Anchor, neat thing. Learning. I've never done, I, I, I have a bunch of things I want to do. I've done a few. I've never done them through, and you could record through Anchor. So I'm, I'm excited about that, uh-huh. uh, what we're doing right now. Uh, but I've also just learned how um, people, they want to see you, they want to hear you. Your podcast is how people know you. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, kind of, I guess, marketing, but how you reach people is so different now. It's it's podcasting is connect with you. I mean, somebody can read my book, but podcasting makes it's what people see who you are personally. That's what sure. I is so special. So that's kind of what I learned. So, and how often do you post your podcast, and how long are they? One anywhere from usually about ten to twenty five minutes. Okay. 
fairly short, but with time, I mean, some interviews I've done are 50 minutes, you know, just because sometimes it can be, I did a series of five um, with different fiction experts, uh, my book, which were all a little longer just because very substantive issue. So, um, I just, I let conversation flow. I let the Lord speak and whatever need we need to talk about, that's what we talk about, you know? So. Exactly. Exactly. We've been speaking to Meredith Schuller and uh, her amazing testimony. We're talking about her, her book and this, the latest one that came out and, and about her inspiring motivational spiritual podcast also. And we want to invite you uh, to, again, post those up on New Source One Michiana okay. uh, for folks to, to enjoy. Um, we do our daily uh, Monday through Thursday podcast at six for Roaring Light. And then at nine, uh, nine o'clock in the morning on Friday, because we have a, uh, a musician of the week that we highlight. And so it takes a little bit more time for, for the production. And I usually post them before work um, yeah. since I start work at, at six. And, and I also appreciate, uh, I think you've joined the new uh, focus group of uh, the Michiana Podcasters Association you know, think tank, if you will, networking groups. So, um, May, uh, would you like some, if we wrap this interview up, would you mind if I pray for you? I hope it. All right, dear Heavenly Father, as we wrap up this interview, I just pray for the ministry that you have shown uh, Meredith and that she is your mouthpiece, oh Lord. We just pray for strength, for healing, and that your words will come out of her mouth and that, Others will be touched by what she has to say as you lead it upon her. Lord, just guide her to talk to the right folks and, and just be a blessing to those who she meets and that you will continue to fill her with the Holy Spirit and give her what she needs and continue to lead her and to guide her. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was great. You are so, so welcome. So thank you for joining us on this time uh, for Roaring Light. And uh, it will be posting on Thursday morning. So uh, please put the word out. All right. I look for Thank you so much for the interview, Keith. You are so welcome. And uh, best of luck. And may God be with you. And thank you. You too. You too. Thank you. We'll be back. Here we wrap things up for Roaring Light. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Let's paint a picture of Picasso of everything I see. Voila. Or better yet, a Rembrandt of the things inside of me. All the guilt and all the shame, all the grief and all the pain. It's enough killing to drive me. a man it's insane. It's enough to drive a man insane. Searching through the memories, plotting all my enemies. Make them feel the pain I felt, the darkness deep inside of me. Wanna see, wanna be, send them to eternity. Make them flee, make them bleed. Anger got a hold of me. Why am I so sick inside? Looked alive but tried to hide. Detrimental issues, stirring suicide is on my mind. Blending out the grand design, smiles that I hide behind. Agonize inside my mind, these thoughts I have are so maligned Whoa, now, feeling this iniquity Slow down, amphetamines got hold of me Making bad decisions, I've been living on the fringes Up too many days and I think I'm having visions Let's paint a picture, let's paint a picture Let's paint a picture, let's paint a picture 
Darkness hits my iris as the light comes through the window blinds Pulling me from blindness, exposing truth upon my mind Lifting me from mental illness, the world had me so confined But breaking out of boxes, feeling sharp and been refined Freed me from the medications, all the lies that I was chasing Like a pencil in your hands, my mistakes you were erasing Not a moment that I suffered in my life that you were wasting Every detail, every line, your design a perfect painting You made a masterpiece you have the master keys, unlocking an eternity of everlasting place. Self-portrait your perception, designing your conception. You're making beauty no exception, witnessing your soul's perfection. Every stroke and every line, a true sensation. Every time uniquely marked, I've been refined. Imago Day, I'm your design. Made me in your image, you made me to be different. Play up in the partisan, shame me with magnificence. Hold up, giving me a vision. Spitting truth with such precision, cutting you like an incision. Take the truth or leave it now, the choice is yours, it's your decision. Step into your destiny. Away from lies and from division Let's paint a picture Let's paint a picture Let's paint a picture Let's paint a picture Don't you see the picture? Read it in the scripture The light inside, it was dying It barely had a flicker Now burn it bright, see the light See the way it shimmers Brighter than the sun Hitting diamonds when they glimmer Every cell inside me praises You design my DNA So artistic with such passion Paint master like Monet Made unique Touch, light me up, I'm your display Brought me from the darkness, walking in the light of day Send me to the nations, set my course, don't let me stray Let this broken masterpiece show your glory in every way A walking exhibition, and it's your message I convey Screaming to the heavens, worshiping your holy name Let us paint upon the canvas, giving light to once Was blackness, stroke a genius, call it madness Blinded one, screaming sadness, weighted down by all the lies Spoken from the broken mind, echoes from a broken past Still explode like buried minds Let go of all the lies and the deception Grab the truth that's deep in you Giving birth a new inception Make them see if they can't Change their whole perception Alive inside no longer Dying was given resurrection Let's paint a picture Let's paint a picture Let's paint a picture Let's paint a Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son.